Welcome to episode four of our OR Talks podcast. Today I'll be introducing a guest speaker to answer all your questions on wills, inheritance tax and more. Here are your hosts, Neil Seeger and Mark Javanovic. So thank you everyone for sending in your questions via WhatsApp on inheritance tax and wills. We've now got Andrew Russell to go through some of those for you and give you the answers you've been waiting for. So yeah, so we've got and Andy Russell, uh, technical specialist. Are we yeah, calling yeah, right technical specialist yeah. um, for for inheritance tax and wills today. Um, thank you for coming in and being with us. No problem. And sharing some of your probably a tenth of your technical ability. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, so inheritance tax and wills are um, something that you know. I don't know a massive load about. Do you know much about them, Mark? I know a little bit, yeah. I know the basics of this, but nowhere near as much as Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> <Definitely> <laughs> yeah. So, so Andrew, so for, first off, what is what is a will? So, yeah, a will is a document that you put in place during your life to set up which assets go to which beneficiaries, so your spouse, children, grandchildren. Um, without that, how your, how your estate is devolved depends on a set of rules and legislation okay which might not be where you want them to go so the government can choose realistically it, it, set of rules it, it depends on who um on which family is uh sort of survives you um but if you've got um a spouse and children and you want all your assets to go to your spouse but you haven't got a will that it could be that some of those assets go to your children and, and people, you, might, you might not want that and people can challenge that if there's not a will in place I mean, even if there's a will in place we can challenge it but uh, is it open more to challenge if there's not a will in place um, I think perhaps there's more to challenge if there, if there is a will in place because if your will says that you want all your assets to go to one child, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, the yeah. child feels as if they've been left yeah. out, then yeah. then, then it, can, it, can, it can cause a few, yeah. few yeah. Yeah. yeah, but a will sort of gives you more control, then doesn't it? It does, yeah. yeah, 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 and also it allows you to um to appoint to guardians for infant children. So, say on the second death, the second of the parents' deaths, yeah, you've got young children. Who looks after them? So without a will in place, you can't specify who who. You know, they've got that. Do you yeah. only think about wealth? You don't think necessarily about where your kids are going to go to. No, yeah. The first thing people think of the will is, well, I haven't really got anything to leave, so I'm not that bothered. But mm. saying that about children and things, it's uh, yeah. They also count as something yeah. leaving. Yeah. That's a, a lot of people think that if they're married, everything will go to the spouse. Yeah. And that's not the case. Yeah, well, that's the, that is one of the big myths, isn't it? People do think that actually automatically everything just moves across, but yeah, yeah. it isn't always it's always the case. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's not only that without a will, assets can go where you don't want them to go. So that could also trigger an inheritance tax liability. Oh, I think we're going to step. We'll step into inheritance tax in a minute because we're going to yeah, wade yeah. into that. But so, so as well as a will, you know, the, the other thing that people don't actually have in place because when I speak to speak to you know people and, and clients or whatever, the two things that people don't have in place are wills mm-hmm. and powers of attorney, and um, and actually, but a lot of people are not aware that there are two types of power of attorney. Yeah. So what are what are the two types? There's health and welfare and property and financial. Okay. Um, so one, the health and welfare deals with obviously medical support, whether you know if you're on life support, whether they continue with that or not. Um, okay, yeah. Property and financial is obviously more with what we might look look at on a day-to-day basis, and um, it's how your business is run, it's it's your you know investments, what have you. Um you can have different attorneys for each of them. 
I was going to say, um, probably wouldn't, wouldn't want the same person looking after your money that's looking after your health. No, conflict of interest there. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think they are, they are really important because <laughs> powers of attorney only um, kick in when you either lose capacity or are unable to make decisions. So yeah. on, on your death, powers of attorney seems to be relevant and your will kicks in then. Yeah. Oh, so then would it be the executor of the will that takes over with it? Or? It would, yeah. So if you have an accident and you lose capacity, but you're not dead, then the power of attorney will kick in and allow, allow the attorney to look after your affairs. But without the power of attorney, if you're still alive, but you haven't got that's when you've got issues. Yeah, I have a car crash. Let's just put, I'll just put it into you know real life things. So if I have a car crash, I'm you know, and, and for I'm in, I'm in a coma or, or whatever for a lot prolonged period of time, mm. then obviously my you know, my my wife would still have to live and my bank account would still have money in it. But if she didn't have the power of attorney, for example, I, I chose her for my for my wealth effectively, mm-hmm. then she wouldn't be able to access any of that, would she? No. Even though she's married to me, she wouldn't because she hasn't got the power of attorney. So actually, they are really really important they documents. Are, yeah. Yeah. So what happens in that situation then if you haven't got one and you are in that position, like Neil's car crash? You'd have to. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we um, we're not having people that are in control of both. Mark is a yeah, leader yeah. of mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> All you, all you can do, what you can do is, is apply to the courts to get access to that. And that, that can yeah, take... And they could say... Months. Yeah. Is that months? Is that, you know... Because obviously a power of attorney, once it's in once it's in place, it's it's in place really, isn't it? Unless you change the Correct, person. Yeah. You, you, you've got to make sure you like the person still. <laughs> when <laughs> that happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you do, maybe change it. But, you know, so once it's in place, it's in place. But if I don't have one, it can take... So it could take potentially I'm, months. Yeah, months like yeah. However long it takes yeah, for the exactly. course, which, which is yes, going to be, want, yeah. yeah, it's going to be longer to do that than it is to have a to set up a power of attorney. Exactly, yeah. um, so, so, so I think using Mark's famous, uh, famous <laughs> line. What, what is it, Mark? A plan ahead, isn't it? Plan, plan ahead. ahead forward planning. As long as you forward plan and think, and if you're going to get your, you know, if, you, if you've got, you know, kids or assets or or wealth or whatever, then then you should have a will. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, you might as well with the powers of attorney for for, for both, yeah, um, for and, wealth and for health. And I think generally, when when you are writing a will, it goes hand in hand. You do the powers of attorney at the same time because uh, okay. you're you're in that mindset at that time to get those things in place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some some people, I suppose, would potentially have the beneficiary of their their will and the person who's in charge of their powers of attorney, the same person. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, that, that can happen and, and, and does happen. I've seen, mm. seen cases like that. So that really sort of tidies up wills and powers of attorney. I don't think I've got any more questions on those. No, we can't prepare the wills, can we? But we can recommend people with us there. Yeah, so oh, yeah. we can talk through what you can and can't do um, and how you might want to structure the will. Um, but then we bring in a, um, you know, Solicitor or yeah. various contacts. A will, a will's professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wills and yeah, wills and whatever. I'm not going to go into any more of that because that will get far too complicated. Um, but yeah, so so once so we're going to go on the on the flip of you know, everything we spoke about power of attorney and my my I am no longer in in, in my coma. I am I am gone. <laughs> so from an inheritance tax point of view, so I've got you know wealth. Mm-hmm. If I did have wealth, I'd you know I'd, ha- I'd have something to talk about. So I would say I've got I've got a, I know, a nice estate. Um, and I've guys around those, but all this money he's just told us, he never brought around. That's true. Never brought around. No, never. Shopping. No, no, no. Exactly. Well, you can have a round of Carlins if you want. <laughs> other alternatives yeah. aren't there, but you're <laughs> having a Carlin. <laughs> you're not with a Peroni out of me. <laughs> or definitely not a Moretti. Moretti. Oh, if anyone is listening from Carlin, Moretti, or anything, feel free to send some mail. <laughs> <laughs> so, so back onto the inheritance tax. 
<laughs> so I so I've got a, got an estate. Um, so really, what do I have a tax free element, or is all of my estate taxable? Um, there is a tax free element potentially. So your estate um, comprises your um, cash savings, your investments, your um, property, um, any any works of art that are worth anything. Um, cars, that's all, all included. Yeah. Um, you can knock off your liabilities, you've got a mortgage against your house, that can come off, any of the debts can come off. Okay. Um, then you've got your net estate, and yes, you've got the first £325,000 is free of inheritance tax. Per, per person? Per person, yeah. So, if I, so if I'm going to put, just put some numbers to that. So my, my estate's worth a million pounds. Mm -hmm. Then, um, so it's me and my wife, we own that together, 50-50 or whatever, whatever yeah. it is. So then, at, so let's just say we both go at the same time. Touch wood, we don't, but say we do. Then um, our estate is six hundred fifty thousand, is our effectively our free element, and then we've got three hundred fifty thousand of effectively taxable inheritance taxable yeah, right. yeah. stuff. So if is there any times where I can increase that six hundred fifty? Yeah. So on on that particular point, um, in addition to the so you might have you might be aware that. Um, that George Osborne mentioned about this, this one million pound inheritance tax threshold a few years ago. Yes. What, what, how that has been created is, in addition to the, the basic threshold of 325 each, there's an additional threshold of up to 175,000 pound each. So that's a million pound for a couple. Yeah. Um, and that additional amount covers um, your house. So if your house is left to direct descendants, so children, grandchildren, then you can get additional um 350 between the, between a couple that's my house i live in my principal your, private residence as yeah as it would be yeah yeah but if your house was less than that then the uplift is only on the or the additional relief is only on the value of your house right. so your house is worth okay. 200 you don't get the full 350 it's only yeah. 200 uh, so it's up to a million pounds and if you if your whole estate is worth more than two million then that additional threat additional residence no wet band is tapered down right okay okay well, we can we can talk through you know obviously states that sort of size as, as and when a case by case basis yeah, yeah. as well as but i'm just going to go for a for a normal sort of well i say normal for still very wealthy um million pounds sort of example because it's the most round number i can think of mm. um so a nice million a nice million pounds so if my house say my estate is worth i've got works of art i've got investments i've got loads of things but my house is only worth two hundred thousand mm -hmm. still a nice value but it's only two hundred thousand yeah. of, of the million pound so therefore then i've only got my effectively my 650 between the between, a between, me, between me and my wife, yeah. Plus plus the value of the house. Plus the two hundred. Yeah. So I've got effectively eight fifty. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So then obviously, so the difference between the eight fifty in this scenario and the million pound is that's is that taxed at forty percent? At forty percent. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It is. At, yeah. yeah. At, oh, is that the high? That's that, that's one of the highest rates of tax you can pay. I think, isn't it? Yeah. Forty percent. Forty-five percent. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, there is forty-five, but yeah. Well, in the moment there is it might have gone again by the time this goes out well yeah that's true <laughs> yeah. yeah it's turning and throwing a little bit so the 40 percent that i'm so the 40 percent that is, is going to be paid by the people that uh that are inheriting effectively yeah comes out of my yeah. state value yeah so on that main residence then does that always have to be in your main residence or is there a period it's got to, to qualify for as, no as long as it's been a residence at some point and okay. it doesn't need to be the residence you lived in at the date of your death. Okay, so if you moved into care, for instance, it would still qualify. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, how interesting. Mm. So, so then I suppose really from from a planning point of view, it's quite it's quite a good idea to regularly look at what your 
a state is worth. And then if you need to, you know, because so, there, there are elements where you can gift and, and there are all sorts of things mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, blimey, I'm going to go into gifts. It's going to happen. So, <laughs> so, 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 you know, obviously we, we can't we can't go into too much depth because obviously it's mm. case by case basically yeah. and mm. everyone is different. But other the, the ways that I can move my wealth around to escape the, the 40 percent? Yeah, I think there's probably two main ways you can reduce the inheritance tax exposure. One is to make gifts during your lifetime. The other is to make the most of tax release, which I can go on to in a bit. But in terms of gifting, if you gift an asset to um, your children, for instance, um, and you survive seven years, then the value of that gift falls out to your estate. Right, okay. Which will then reduce the value available to inheritance tax. But I don't have control of that at that point. So if I gift it to, let's just say, Mark's my son. Yeah. Mark. So let's just say Mark's <laughs> my son. <laughs> so I then, I then, you know, give. I don't know. Let, I'm trying to think of, of something. I, I give. I give Mark three hundred thousand pounds. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. I don't have control of that money anymore. It's, no. it's it's gone. Um. So or I give him some investments or or whatever. Or I give him you know shares in a limited company mm -hmm. that that you know that they're worth. Uh, you know that they're, they're obviously worth three hundred thousand. Mm. Then I don't have control of that business anymore. Assets that I have that I can give that can be in my state, but not taxable to inheritance tax. So yes. Like, so, for my example, the limited company. So, if I have yeah. a limited company that I own, and I I'm the the plumber again, yeah. I'm a plumber and heat engineer. Plumber, I like being a plumber, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or an accountant. I could be an accountant, I suppose. I own accountant <laughs> in practice. You didn't say that. And, uh, no, I don't. I don't. Maybe I'm just naturally not an accountant. Now I should be a plumber. They're not. <laughs> but so you know the, the plumber um, example. So I give I give Mark my plumbing business. You know, or he inherits he inherits all my shares at, at the date of my death. Mm -hmm. Would they be taxed? So if you own a trading business, be that a sole trader or in a partnership or limited company, yeah. then the value of that business um, subject to the conditions can be exempt from inheritance tax and what's called ah. business relief. So there is a lot of exemptions in there, potentially, that, that people could use that maybe it would affect their planning. Yeah, so it could be that your, your estate is worth you know, lots of money that would ordinarily be above the threshold, but because... The value is wrapped up in your trading entity and um, it might be exempt from the inheritance tax so i don't necessarily have to give potentially give my business to to my son mark during my during my lifetime i can leave it to him and then not have to worry about the inheritance tax potentially potentially yeah yeah so yeah. i keep control of it he can work for me and, and do whatever that's mm -hmm. that's fine but i don't have to give control over necessarily in my no. lifetime no. not unless you want to it it could be that you choose to do so because that is a way to incentivize him to Work hard, business. Yeah. yeah, work hard about <laughs> 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 it's very weird. <laughs> it's worth bearing in mind that this business really very applies to trading entities. So if you've got a business that's um say buys properties to let out, that's investment, not trade. So that wouldn't qualify. Uh, there is there's a fine line. Yeah, it always is with tax, isn't there? Like mm. It's trading with it's investment income, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. make sure you fall on the right side. But... So property investment wouldn't qualify. So if you've got um, a company that owns 10 properties with equity of um, you know, half a million, that's fully exposed to inheritance tax. Whereas if you've got a business that is property development, you buy, build up, sell, as trading, that is exempt. That's, that's, that's different. Because <laughs> yeah. there is ways, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're not going to go through it in too much detail, but, you know, there is ways that you can, um, that, that you can spread the wealth, saying that, that that scenario with the properties, there is ways you can spread the wealth between, 
you know, between family to potentially reduce your exposure to inheritance tax? Yeah, so you could bring in your children as, as shareholders of the company um, yeah. by making a lifetime gift of some of your shares to them. The issue with lifetime gifts, um, or two issues, and you, you picked up on one of them, that once you make the gift, you lose control of that asset that you've given away. Yeah. It's perhaps less of an issue if it's shares because you might retain the majority of your holding and just give 51% or more. So yeah. Fine, like, yeah. But if it's just cash, then yeah. do you want to give your son no. a lump of cash? <laughs> Keeping it, Mark. Oh. <laughs> you bet 40% of it, Mark. <laughs> 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 it's holiday, isn't it? Where are you going to the 300,000? Oh, it's going to be around the world. <laughs> that, that's one issue um are they wise enough and mature enough to, to have that asset yeah um, another problem is that if you've got an asset that is charged towards capital gains tax and you gift that to your children for instance that will trigger a capital gains tax liability so say you've got a buy to let property yeah you bought it for hundred thousand it's now worth 300 and you want to give it away to mark to reduce your inheritance tax exposure, yeah. that 200,000 man uplift will be charged for capital gains tax when you gift yeah. it to it. Even though you're not getting any cash for it, it's a complete gift, but you pay for that it. will trigger it. <laughs> yeah. People always overlook that, don't they? They do. Yeah. So you've got yeah. in something, you've got more than one tax to like think because about. I have, because I haven't received the money, yeah. I was therefore thinking I haven't got any tax but, to do. Yeah. Yeah. But So is there any, any ways that I can, say, give Mark my buy-to-let mm-hmm. property Still have control of it potentially, but actually not have any of those. I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> oh, you got there is, there is. does this happen very often? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a trust. Um okay. trusts are quite a complex area. Um a lot of people try to shy away from them because they might have heard of them, heard bad stories. Um, yeah, but they can be useful in the right circumstances. So a trust is a, a situation where rather than giving Mark the assets outright you would give it to the trustees who might also be you right okay yeah the trustees hold past you and it's got to two trustees so past you and your, your wife me and you maybe me me and me and me and you yeah so the trustees hold the property on behalf of a class of beneficiaries which can include mark your other children okay yeah uh, grandchildren <laughs> so that allows the trustees to retain control of the, the assets they, they dictate um when how and to what extent the beneficiaries benefit from the assets so whether that be uh-huh. rental can come into the trust they can distribute if it's a d- discretion trust they can distribute income to the beneficiaries in any proportion they want to right okay um when they come to sell the property they can distribute the cash as they see fit so, so what, there's, there's lots of so control there. If you're a trustee, yeah. So um, if I, I could have a, so I could have the property transferred from me to a trust, as me as the trustee and Mark as the beneficiary. That's our two trustees. But, me and you. Yeah. Yeah. So so you'll have you know, so me me and you are the, the trustees. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Mark's the beneficiary. And then we. So therefore, I still maintain control of that. But Mark doesn't have control of that. He can't choose to sell it or whatever. Exactly. But yeah. I within that then. So if I could then still sell that rental house. And then buy a, buy another one because he's still within the trust, mm. and then Mark will just inherit that new one that I bought. I could do um, that. He could inherit. It depends on what the trustees choose to do. Yeah, because yeah. it's within trust environment still. But yeah, you could, you could do that. Interesting. Um, and there's no tax gain in there. Then no capital gains tax when you're putting it in. So there's two taxes to consider when you're putting property into a or any asset into a um, a trust. Um, 
inheritance tax is one yeah. consideration. Um, so if, if you gift an asset to an individual during your life, that's yeah. potentially exempt from inheritance tax. If yeah. you survive seven years, it's out of your estate. With a trust, you are limited in what you can put into the trust um, up to your nil rent ban. So right, okay. if you own it personally in your own name, you can put in £325,000 worth of assets. Yeah. It's in joint names, you can put in six fifty. As long as what you're putting in is less than that, there's no inheritance tax on the initial transfer into the trust. Right, okay. Yeah. But if you've got property worth a million, you could just choose to transfer a percentage of it. So you do keep it in that six fifty. That's transfer the whole asset. You don't have to, you know. Right. Ah. The other tax is capital gains tax. So similar to when you're gifting a property to your directly to your child, children, if you're gifting it into a trust, then that would also trigger an immediate capital gains tax charge. Yeah. But another benefit of a trust, in addition to the control elements, is that you can elect um, to hold over or defer that capital gain. Right. So you don't pay the tax at that stage. The trustees pick up your base cost effectively. So that when right. they sell it, they pay tax on the whole gain. So you're deferring the gain, you're not eliminating it, you're just deferring it until the trustees have cash to actually pay the tax. So it's the trustees, of the, the trustees, not the beneficiaries, it's the trustees that have Correct, yeah. Right, okay. So in a way, the beneficiaries ultimately pay because it comes out of the pot that's earmarked for them, but it's the trustees, it's the trustees who are responsible pay, for pay it. cash over. Yeah, yeah, they're responsible. So back on the inheritance threshold then, so if you've used your 325 then, putting it into the trust, mm-hmm. you survive seven years and yeah. then you pass away, yeah. Have you lost your three two five then completely, or have you got it? No. Back? So if you survive seven years, then you've got your three hundred twenty five thousand pound back, and you can put another chunk of assets of money into, into a trust up to the threshold. So the earlier you start this, the better. So if you've got you know a bigger bigger state and you, you you're preparing for you know retirement or or you know we didn't before, but you know or or the inevitable uh, <laughs> death at some point. That actually that you know. So if you were to start it at you know. I don't know, 90, then it's probably not, you know, yeah. fantastic. But if you're starting exactly. it at 50, then and you've got wealth at 50, then it might be, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. And we've got clients who have got, you know, a number of like four trusts set up every seven or eight years for that very purpose to get, a, you know, a significant amount of assets out of their estates. Just planning, you know, yeah. it's all planning. Yeah. So then if they say it was a buy to let you put into the trust, mm. if that property is then generating income, where... Where does that get taxed? That's where trusts are a bit um, not very user friendly. So the trust will pay income tax initially at quite a high rate, four to five percent. Okay. Um, yeah. To the extent that that's then paid out to beneficiaries, um, you could get a partial tax refund. But that whole process is quite cumbersome. Yeah. Not very user friendly. Um, but you end up in a position where effectively, if you're paying out all the rental income to a beneficiary. And effectively, they're paying more or less their margin rate of tax on it as yeah. if they had received it directly. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the way you go about paying the tax and reclaiming it is um, a bit awkward. I guess that's what we're here for, isn't it? Yeah, to do that burden yeah, for people. Yeah. But yeah. Absolutely. We've got to have something to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so yeah, but, the, but the, the, the overall benefit is there because effectively, although you're, you're paying the, the, percent, the 45% potentially on the profits mm-hmm. actually you've managed to save 40 percent on you know the value of the asset exactly and i think when you explain to clients how the income tax works um it can sometimes seem a bit you know a lot of tax payout funds and on the income 
and even you know and to the extent that you or if you don't pay out all the income to the beneficiary then there'll be income in the trust that you pay 45 percent on you don't get any tax yeah, yeah, on yeah. but despite that as you said after seven years you've got you know, up to £650,000 worth out, out of the couple's estates yeah. at 40%. Yeah, so it's savings. savings massive. Yeah. It is. But that's it. So once it's in a trust, and, you know, how does then Mark then get that property or whatever back out of the trust? So I, I put it in my will that, you know, it's, so, you know, whatever. That, that, oh, I don't put it in my will, do I? Because yeah. I don't own it. It goes home by a trust. Yeah. So then how does Mark ever hmm. get to own that property person in his own name? Um, so the trustees can choose at any point to transfer assets out of trust to any one or more of the beneficiaries, um, depending on what their needs are at that time. So there's um, no tax. There's only tax on that releasing it from. Um, so it depends on the value. Trusts um, once it's in there, every ten years you have to revalue the, the assets. Right. Um, and there's a potentially ten year inheritance tax charge. So okay. if you put it in at six fifty. Yeah. It's worth a million at year ten. Yeah. Then um, on the excess at year 10, you can be paying with a 6% inheritance tax charge in the trust. Okay. I think I'll get you. So, so if, it, so if it's, you put it in at 650, that's 10 years worth, worth a million quid. Yeah. Or then have to pay inheritance the tax. Trustees will pay inheritance tax at 6% on that. At 6% on of the million. million. Uh, no, on the difference on the right. Okay. Okay. Oh, so not which bad. it's not, and it, I mean, it's not brilliant to have to pay that tax every ten years, given that you might not have cash in the, in the trust to settle that tax. Yeah. But I suppose you've got to compare that ten that ten year charge at six percent with a potential forty percent charge if you did nothing and it was still in your estate. Yeah. So yeah. just provide a, you know, it's easier to manage the the, the tax charge that way. So um, what what if what if I only had the trust for six years? Yeah. If you yes, yeah, so if you take an asset out of the trust, um, and wind the trust up, for instance, if it's within the first ten years, and the value that went into the trust is less than the no net band, so three two five, yeah, or if there's two settlers, six six, six, six fifty. Um, regardless of what the property is worth when you take it out, if it went in at less than the no net band, it can come out inheritance tax free within the first ten years. Right. Okay. But if you go back to the same values, you put it in at the you put it in at the six fifty. Yeah. Okay. And it's now worth worth a million yeah. after six years. Yeah. Is the uplift then taxed at forty percent? No. So how does that work then? So because you've put in less than the Norway band initially. Yeah. The, there's a rule that says if you take it back out within the first ten years. Oh, so in regards to what the value then, is. Yeah, it could be worth twenty million. Oh, blimey. Okay, right. That, that. That's a handy little relief, that isn't it? It is. Um, and then say you go to year 11 and at year 10, it was worth a million. You paid the 10-year the, the charge at that point. Yeah. There's a percentage, you know, an effective rate of tax that you pay out that 10-year charge. If you then take the property out at year 11, then you apply that percentage at year 10 to that value at year 11. Yeah. And there'll be a pro rata um, um, calculation. To... Yes. It's, it's based on is the number it... of quarters that passed between the last anniversary and the next anniversary so there's a that's going to be a case, a case calculation, that, but, it, but in, in simple terms if it's in there at year 10 i pay the six percent yeah. i take it out before the 10 then I, I, as long as i put it regardless of what it's worth i can take it back out again yeah so 
when you're taking it out, if you say you're taking it out before the 10 year charge, just mm -hmm. to make it simple, yeah. is there any capital gains tax on the trust then on transferring it out to the beneficiaries? There'll be um, an assessment to make as to whether there is a gain or not. So if you, you might recall that when I said you, you put popped into a trust, the, the, the settlor, so you could claim to hold over the capital gain. Yes. So in the trust, the trustee's base cost for CGT purposes is your base cost because we held over that gain. Yeah, okay. So when the trust transfers property back out to a beneficiary, it's the same thing that happens. The trustees would ordinarily have a gain of the market value at that point minus their base cost, but they can then elect jointly with the beneficiary to hold over that gain. Okay, so I should put up some numbers to, into that. Yeah. So I, so, I, so I understand it more, yeah. more than anything else. So I put a property into a, into a trust Okay, that's worth that I bought for hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. Okay. The point I put it in, it's worth six fifty. Let's just say. Okay. So I put it into my trust. Do it jointly or with your wife? So I do, yeah, do it jointly. Do it jointly. Okay. So me, 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 my wife put it in for the six fifty. Though I don't have a problem. So yeah. I put it in. So I'm below the threshold. Yeah. And my base cost is is the hundred thousand. So I roll it, roll it into me, uh, roll it into me trust. Mm -hmm. I take it out at. Year, year nine. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't got the any of that any of that ten year stuff to do. So then we're up to the point of so then my base cost when I effectively gave it away was 100000 hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. The trust had it for six fifty. So the trust get you take it out for the trust. There's no there's no no tax for the, the trust at that point to pay. But then when Mark gets out of the trust, his yeah. base cost is a hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. So then he's in he's then being given something that's worth. Six and say six hundred fifty thousand at that point. The base cost is a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. So has he got to pay tax on that when he sells this? When he sells, when he yeah. so yeah. so if yeah, he, he keeps it for, forever, it all stays in my family. There's no, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. But if apart from the inheritance tax, but we could, but there, okay, I'm going to come back to that. So, <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, yeah, you were once ahead of me, but I'm going to get, I'm going to build up to that. I'm going to be in suspense. So, so then let's just say Mark does sell it. Okay, for six hundred fifty thousand. Mm -hmm. Well, let's go simple. Actually, let's just go half a million. Easy numbers. I can work that out in my head. Because it went to the six fifty, it's now worth half a million. Oh no, 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 no a terrible investment. <laughs> oh, it was worth six fifty then. All right, so it's worth six. So he sells it for a profit of five hundred fifty fifty thousand. Yeah. So that's his profit, isn't it? So yeah, even even though yeah. he's 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 come out of the trust at six fifty, it's actually his cost is one hundred thousand because that was my cost. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so no tax okay. has been paid on that book. So no tax yeah. has been paid. So then if I'm going to go to where you expect me to go now, Mark. <laughs> so let, so then Mark takes out the trust. Mm -hmm. me, and, me and Uncle Andrew have let it out. Well, I'm, no, I'm gone, actually. I'm not here. So um, so, I, so Uncle Andrew's looked after us and, you know, released the property <laughs> oh, to you. Yeah, you and yeah, me, brother. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, is that the relationship? Sorry. I wasn't yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew I was trusted. I didn't know why I was a, why I was a trustee. That, that explains it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. brother. Yeah, that's me. You're my brother. Yeah, so, so you're, you're his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I didn't make any like, uh, assumptions. <laughs> so yeah, so <laughs> so um, so yeah, so so yeah, so Mark Mark's now got this lovely property mm -hmm. um, that he's had out of the trust. He, he, and can he then, if he then transfers it into a trust, because he's going to want you know potentially doesn't want he doesn't want to have you know just wants to keep it going. And actually, he puts it into a trust, and he's the trustee. Yeah, with his brother yeah. um and then for, for the with the beneficiaries being mark's kids mm -hmm. okay it, go, it goes in it goes in with it goes in at the um obviously it goes in at the 650 
Well, value, the value when you trans, transfer is value at that time. Yeah. The market yeah. Value. So, so it goes in effectively the same day. He takes it, has it out of our trust. Mm-hmm. Can he then put it into his trust? You could, but you wouldn't do that. You'd probably just have you, the trust that you create would probably be for the benefit of your children and grandchildren and future generations. So you probably wouldn't take it out to put it back in again. So it doesn't. So we can change beneficiaries and trustees on a. You can change the trustees. Um, I think if, if it's a settlor, so in this case, you are still alive, then you need to, I think, authorise that change of trustees. On your death, they'd have to try and change of trustees anyway. Um, right, okay. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can yeah. have beneficiaries at any time. <coughs> and you can actually, you can define beneficiaries very widely. You know, your, you don't need to name them. It could be your children, grandchildren, as a class, you know. So it could always remain, it could always remain, in, it could effectively be a family trust, really, yeah. I suppose. It's, well, yeah, it's, that's what I said. Well, it's well. not detailed as that, but, you know, effectively, it's somebody that holds it for the whole family. So, you know, once, so even though Mark's a beneficiary, Mark can be a beneficiary along as Mark's kids and so on and so forth, then, can't we? And then if something happens to, to Mark then, and he's a, he's a beneficiary of it, can he, can he in his will make his benefit effectively goes to his kids? No. So with a discretion, discretion trust, you've got, the beneficiary has no automatic right to anything. It's in the trustee's discretion. So right. you haven't got, well, sorry, nephew, you haven't got <laughs> any automatic entitlement to anything in the trust. So you can't choose to give your what happens to it? interest away to anyone. Okay. Ah. So going back to Neil's point about taking it out and then putting it back into another trust, would that not be a way of not paying the 10-year charge? Or um, no, because when you look at the ten-year charge, you also need to take into account not only the value of the ten-year anniversary, but the value of assets taken out of the trust in the past ten years. For that very uh, reason, you can easily avoid it by yeah. Well, close the trust down at year nine, then we're yeah. going to get a year. That's exactly. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's so. where I was heading. You've you've, you've jumped in. You've taken. <laughs> you've you me thunder. <laughs> <laughs> so you, as a trustee, as a, as a, a settler, actually, if. So settlor is, is a term that you use when you're using a trust, transfer assets from you to the trustees. Um, if you haven't got a trust um, and it's just you're, you're giving assets to your child directly, then you're the, the donor or whatever. But whether you're the settlor or the donor, you can't benefit from the asset that you've given away. So what some people might like to think they can do is to give away, say, their house, yeah. where they live to their children, to avoid inheritance tax, but still live there. Yeah. But you can't do that. Well, you can, but it won't work for inheritance tax. You can't oh, benefit right. from an asset you're giving away, well, whether it's trust or direct transfer to, to an individual. But can I? So if if I um, so let's I'm just going to give the example of my mum and dad. So let's say my mum and dad um, give me and my brother three quarters of their house. Okay, that's it. They've, tra- they've transferred it over. Yeah, it's not there's not a problem because that comes under there's no there's, there's no tax implications on them transferring half well, letting me and my brother have half of the three quarters of their house. It's now out of their name, it's out of their estate, we, we own it. Mm-hmm. Can they not rent three quarters of their house back off me and my brother? They can. So in order to avoid this um what's called, what's called a called gift of the reservation of benefits, this this anti-void. In order to avoid that, you as parents would have to pay rent to your children for yeah. that portion that you've Gifted, and then you but then that, income tax yeah, on but then they're taxed well. on that. So I suppose I suppose there's a calculation to be made as to whether that income tax that is being paid by the children is more or less than the IHG saving that you're make the parents are making. And I suppose because inheritance tax is forty percent of the value, but the income tax is forty five percent maximum of 
developmental income, chances are that over you know time frame the inheritance tax saving is far more. Yeah. But psychologically, people don't like the thought of paying a rent to no, they, 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 they don't because they, they think the house is still there. Yeah. So so what if? And this is this is one question that I've been asked. So what what if they they transfer half in this in this scenario it was half so they transfer half their house away mm-hmm. so it's not in their estate anymore, and they rent it back off off their kids for five pound. It's not the market value, is it? It's not market value. Unless they take a shoebox, in which case five pound might be market value. So 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 the, the the scenario that's come to me, and obviously I know the answer, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question anyway. So half the house transferred, they pay five five pound a year. For the uh, for the privilege of living in that part of the house, mm-hmm. on the basis that they repair and upkeep it, it's not market rate, is it? Still, it's not. No. So as long as it's so, you have to pay market rate. There's no way you can do what, what, what peppercorn rent it probably. Yeah. Be, but no. you can't peppercorn rent that. And in fact, you you'd have to get probably survey rent to assess market rents every so often. So I, I um, every year probably. I had a case whereby there was a question asked as to whether what rent the parent was paying was market rents and luckily the clients had had a surveyor in to assess this ah. um, and you need to have that proof so the shenanigans must have asked the question you can say well so i did pay rent and look here's the proof that it was market rent so they won't just take it as what i'm saying is what it is that unfortunately no, they don't want proof yeah 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 because that's obviously that's quite a, that's quite a, a common question that i yeah. get asked can i do that yeah. Yes, but actually, it might be too. It might be more expensive, you know. And actually, then the transfer, you know, if the house is worth more, if your estate is worth more than the, you know, the sort of the thresholds you spoke about, then actually, and if it's less than seven years, you might end up paying inheritance tax on that transfer anyway. Yeah. Mm. So that's not just properties that works with, is it? Is it with the assets? So say Neil gave me some cash and I went and bought something, can it still be caught by those rules? Yeah. So just complicate things further. If you gave cash. And then you bought something that he could benefit from. Yeah. There's a similar anti-avoidance measure, but it's not inheritance tax. There's a bizarre income tax um, charge. So if I lent, so if I gave, if you gave uh, three hundred thousand, yeah, Mark went and bought a house, yeah, in his name that I rented off him, mm-hmm. okay, for below market rate because he's looking after his dad because I'm, he's a very nice son. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> got your face on the camera. <laughs> super. So hopefully, so so Mark really looks after me, and I pay the three hundred thousand pound house. I pay two hundred pound a month rent, mm-hmm. which is below market value for it. Yeah. So then I'll get caught up in those rules. You would, yeah. But rather than it being in your state of inheritance tax, um, you would pay an annual income tax charge. No, because that's quite. If I was going to try and get money out of my estate, I would give it to Mark. And if I needed uh, somewhere to live, I would rent somewhere off Mark because that way it gets me out of that. And I think mm. I'm absolutely fantastically out of, out of the equation. There's no inheritance tax on that. Yeah. Money. There's no tax due on it because yeah. I've given it to you. You haven't earned it. I've given it to you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm then, then get, I then get caught up in the rules, not yes. Mark. You, yeah, yeah, I do, but I've, I've been really honest. Yeah, <laughs> the model is, the model is be generous and give them a market rent. Oh, yeah, or well, not, that's not, not generous, is it? Yeah. It's been just been well, check with us. Yeah, it's all about forward planning, isn't it? Yeah, there it is again. 
He's on it again. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's been yeah, and and you know, you said always, in, you know, long so we're lucky that with that we have we have you with us, you know. So actually, we can come and just ask a question. Mm-hmm. But the, the amount of it's becoming more and more of a common topic in my world. And I'm, I'm, I'm it's coming more in your mind. It is because the new work bands they don't rise, do they? And obviously, with inflation at the moment, they're just exactly. It's, it's been that threshold for I'm not sure what the numbers are, but for I'm ten years, yeah. Um, yeah, um, and. It will be the same for the next, I think, three or four years. Yeah, but the, the rates will change, um, hopefully. You know, we hope they go up, you know. You just don't know, you? Just you? Ne- you just never know, do you? And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, all, it's all, again, case by case, year by year basis, isn't yeah. it? But as Mark said, with inflation and with prices going up, more and more people get caught within the inheritance tax net because yeah. our threshold is so... Um, and it's been the same for years now. Yeah. Well, yeah, the rate of inflation that we've had over the last sort of yeah. like 10, 10 years or however long it's been in has made pro- I mean, property prices, for example. Yeah, so the average yeah. property price is probably probably three two five, isn't it? In a lot of areas now. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, just buy it, buy it with your wife, and you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't buy it with your wife. <laughs> getting caught up <laughs> as long as it's three two five. Yeah. It's more than that. Yeah. But but yeah. So obviously we've got we've gone through your trusts. Are there any other vehicles that are out there that we can we can use? Or is it um, just using your annual entitlement? I think it's been what, what you're trying to achieve. So there is um, a concept of a, a family investment company, which is just a limited company that where the family pool resources and, and have assets in there. Okay. Um, also, the benefit, one of the benefits of that from an inheritance tax perspective is that you might be able to um, spread wealth among the family by having, you know, Families as shareholders, yeah, um, okay, and that the value of your proportion is less is is, is pro rata less than what it would be. So then, so if it was me, me, me and my wife, yeah, you, Uncle Andrew, mm-hmm. and Son Mark, all together, okay. So obviously we're all we're all family. So then, if we had um, a limited company, so we all alone at that point would own say twenty five percent each. So if we then bought a portfolio of properties mm-hmm. for a million pound, then actually we'd actually have two hundred fifty thousand in our estates. Really, you would, but actually you probably have less than that because pro rata value of twenty five percent shareholding. Right. Okay. Would probably be less than twenty five. Yeah. So that's, that's that's that that could potentially be a good way to you know to control my exposure because we all from the from the day dot we all own shares in the company. Yeah, and I, I think companies people feel more comfortable with, with, with the companies because we do we we deal with them you know, here you know, every yeah. day. Yeah, and, and and clients might feel with the trust it's kind of an unknown entity, but a company they're more familiar with. Yeah. Um. So there are pros and cons of adoption, and they, they don't do the same thing, but they can do similar things in certain cases. And they can help each other, can't they? You can have you can have trust and limited companies. You can have a mixture. Of yeah, you, 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 yeah, you can have a trust owning shares in the limited company. Um, yeah. And we have that quite often. Um, you can. There's all sorts of avenues, and just because you know one one isn't the answer, the two together could be the answer. Essentially, or yeah. neither could be the answer. You know, there's there's all different. And everyone's different. Yeah, it all comes down to what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, What's the driver? You know, yeah. some some drivers are inheritance tax. Some yeah. you know, some of them are income tax driven. They're, they're different mm. drivers. Some of them are just actually, I want to have it out of my state, but I want to still have control. Mm. Sorry, Mark, it's, it's mine, not yours. Yeah. <laughs> yours eventually, or you know, it, it, there, there are many, many different avenues you can you can yeah. go down. It's all case by case, isn't it? So it's worth just coming in and having a chat, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. Make a yeah. plan. Yeah, and, it, and it, that can change every year again, can't it? You know, it doesn't necessarily just because you put in a trust day dot 
doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the case in five years or, you know, tax rates. Yeah, and in fact, we would suggest that if you do have a trust or in the company, you regularly review, is that appropriate? Yeah. Does it do the job that it's set out to do? Yeah, because yeah, everything changes, doesn't it? Scenarios, different, different scenarios change, different people, lives change. You know, tax rates change, every, everything yeah. changes, you know, at some point, doesn't it? So mm. it's whether that still works and whether the people that are in that set that trust are still people you want in that trust. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Me and Mark fall out. I don't want to leave him anything. But then I've got you, I've not got you to control. In fact, we control who it goes to, but we can't. So once you've got actually on a trust, once you've got a trust and you've got beneficiaries, can you actually remove people as beneficiaries and have someone else? So as trustees, if it's a discretion trust, then trustees have discretion as to who they benefit. And so you could oh. just choose as trustees not to benefit a particular person. Yeah, right. As to whether you could actually remove them from a trust, that's a different matter. And it might be determined by how the trust deed is worded. Right. Because so some trusts have that. that actually have been written for that trust. Yeah. Right, okay. So, so if it's written that way, but again, that's why you have trust set up by professionals. You can't <laughs> just yeah, go messing yeah, around with them. Exactly. I don't know, actually have more questions. Have you got any more? No, I haven't, no. I think we've covered, covered an awful, awful lot, to be fair. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so in, in summary, there's many, many diff- there's many different avenues and it's important to have a will done at the same, and then probably at the same time to have powers of attorney. That's really yeah, important. Yeah. Um, and then alongside that, inheritance tax planning, isn't it? Yeah. If you do, like, get a draft will and then we can look at it from a tax point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think you need to assess what the client has, what they're trying to achieve, what's in place, and then it's all linked, you know, the, the wills, powers of attorney, the inheritance tax planning, it's all the same estate planning. Um, yeah. And it's it's a case of, yeah, attacking each element and then one at a time. It's very, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's it. It's got to be all dealt with in its own in its own little kettle, hasn't it, really? But at the same time, because one kettle might affect another kettle. Yeah. And, and I never actually heard that phrase before, but yeah. It's a kettle of fish. Okay, yeah, it's a kettle, kettle of fish. fish. Yeah. So they're different kettles, aren't they? Then they've got different fish. Yeah, yeah. Trust me on that one, Trust me. It's a very quick point. Um, <laughs> what we haven't touched on, and I won't dwell on this, but is is succession planning and, and making sure that Assets go to the right people. So if you've got a business and you've got two children, one works in the business, the other one has got no interest in the business. It yeah. wouldn't be appropriate to leave your shares to both children. That, yeah. Work so that, you yeah. need to think about, <coughs> okay, one, I might leave my shares to this child who works in the business, but then how do I recompense the other child? Yeah. So that whole, you know, the whole estate planning, succession planning, you know, it, it, there are difficult questions that you need to, that oh, need, yeah, yeah. need to be... Uh, yeah, yeah. But answer. If you don't answer them like while you're still around, it's even worse then, isn't it? If you leave yeah. it without a will or without any planning. Yeah, you've got yeah, you've got no mess. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you know, how many times have we seen that between the three of us? We've seen that yeah. quite quite a lot. It is it, yeah, it's it's a, it's more common than actually you'd like to think it is, mm. and it shouldn't be. No. It's it, you know, because a, a, a will, you know, is 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 something that and a power of attorney, you know, that that's that's really they're really important things, aren't they? Mm. They're they're probably you know on a day to day basis more more important than the inheritance tax planning. But actually, the three go very much and hand in hand. hand. You might yeah. as well do the, you know, they're done by different people. You know, we don't write wills. We right. don't do powers of attorney. But we do the strategy of the yeah. Harris tax planning. And another professional does the other side of it. And we can all work together. Yeah, we all blend. Yeah. We get a, a good blend. So have you got any parting messages, Andrew? Um, be, be prepared. <laughs> yeah, start planning early. Um, whatever you have or haven't got in place, um, 
is always worth you know talking to us because we can just assess where you are um work out what can and can't be done um and and you know bringing people who need to be brought in um you know will writers solicitors financial advisors if needs be um you know to get you where you need to be um, and it's an ongoing process and um, what you put in place now you know you'd review in a few years time yeah. maybe even every year um but start early because there, there could be things that we spot that you know just need a small change and that will help you access a particular relief or something um but i think it's good to have the opportunity to, to review yeah that, that relief that we thought that, that that was there at the time you know it's prepared for actually that relief's got better yeah, you know, yeah. over budgets or, or, yeah. Yeah. or whatever. Or, or because of the client's particular circumstances, they don't qualify for it. Yeah. But they could do with a with a small change. Yeah. And... Yeah. That's it. It's all very it can, it can be fluid if it if it needs to be. Yeah. You know, it's not all set in stone and rigid. It is, you know, it can be fluid. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for your, your time. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. You. It's been really interesting. I've learned a lot. Have you learned yeah, that? loads an awful lot. And you've answered an awful lot of, of questions. Yeah, yeah. they've come up in my world anyway yeah, so uh, so yeah and i'm sure they've come up in most people i've also learned i've got an, uh, an unknown nephew that i never well you look you're lucky that's all i can say you're lucky you know you're lucky who, you, who you'd had in your uncle i will, I will be going to get this check that you promised yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's off an old way yeah. see mark again <laughs> next episode mark's gonna make it unfortunately yeah. he's uh he's off i'll join in from online oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you very much yeah. Thank you to Andrew for being with us today and we hope you've answered all your questions on wills, inheritance tax and powers of attorney. If you do have any further questions, please don't hesitate to contact us. For episode five, we'll be answering all your questions on cryptocurrency and making tax digital. If you've got any questions you want to send in, send us a WhatsApp on 01905 777 600. All questions will be answered anonymously. Thank you.